Melissa. My pronouns are she, her. And my name is Maria. My pronouns are she and her. And this is our first episode on what maybe might become a series on gay and or transgender animals. Uh, I say maybe because that's up to you. If you like this and want to hear more, then tell us and we'll do more. (laughs) Okay. So while researching for this episode, um, God, uh, yeah, we're going to start with some like caveats and pet peeves and ifs and whatever because of who I am as a person. Um, (laughs) But don't worry, we'll get to gay animals, specifically gay penguins, because they're cute. But we're also going to very generally talk about, uh, you know, the concept of gay animals, uh, because that, yeah, I, I, I feel the need to, after researching gay penguins, I'm like, oh, okay, I do have to talk about this. Okay, Mm. so first, first thing, while researching, I, I kept coming across the phrase, God, I don't even want to say it, same-sex sexual behavior. Hmm. So, um, and, and a lot of times it wasn't defined, but um, in one of the things I read, uh, there was a footnote that said, quote, by same-sex sexual behavior, we refer to physical sexual intimacy along with social-emotional bonding. Um, <laughs> so this was a... a, a that, that's a lot of words to say fucking. Well, yeah. But also, I mean, they do make the point about it also being social emotional bonding. And that's what Mm -hmm. that's, I I guess, sort of the core of the point I'm going to make in this little section. So that came from an article that was like specifically on penguins, where they talked about courtship behavior. And they never even mention whether or not the penguins were having sex or fucking, if you prefer. Um, And I mean, the spoiler alert is like the... The giant, you know, half of what that article was about was one particular gay penguin couple, um, the really famous one from the Central Park Zoo, the ones who raised Tango. There was a book. We'll talk about that later. Um, But those penguins, one of the main focuses of this article, they perform mating rituals, but zookeepers never saw them performing sexual acts. So I just, I mean... I, I don't know. This might not be as big of a deal, but for me, like the sexualization of in the whole LGBT plus sphere is just like, I don't know. I, I hate it. And I hate that throughout this fairly scientific article, they kept saying same sex sexual behavior when they were even talking about like penguins that weren't having sex. They were just being intimate and like having a relationship. Um, yeah. I don't know. What What do you think about, you know, uh, the sexualization of gay and trans people? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> in, in wow, short form, we, uh, just like two sentences, please. <laughs> wow. We, um, <laughs> zero to 60 there. Um, that's, uh, it's complicated because I mean, like, uh, on the one hand, yeah, I mean, we, uh, as, uh, as a trans person, um, we, we do still, uh, feel things like, you know, uh, sexual attraction and things like that, um, as a rule, of course. Oh my God, no way. Like you're a person. Yeah. Like, a, just a, like a, a person a with human, sexual drive. Regular, regular human being, huh? Yeah, wow. Crazy. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I think on the one hand I can, I can kind of understand, um, why 
the the scholarship reflects upon these things in the same ways that we're used to thinking about them why we are kind of if you will anthropomorphizing i pretend i know how to say that word properly that's what i'm gonna do which Thank I you. say several times, so I'll probably fuck it up too. <laughs> cool, cool, I'm not just the only one. That makes no. me feel so much better. Um, it's but too I, long. It's too long of a word. We get yeah, it totally is. Like we as humans like to impose humanity upon the creatures with which we inhabit the world, just kind of oh as a God. rule. Yes. Um, and I don't know why we do that. Why it's it? I would argue it might be like hard coded into our psyche to do that. Um. Because I know full well my cats have no idea what the hell I'm saying to them. Um, <laughs> especially when it's stop doing whatever you're doing. <laughs> I don't know. Don't I know feel that. like cats often know stop or no. And they're just like, I don't care what you're saying. Yeah, I, I think it's, it's, it's half. I think it's half um, translation issue and half apathy on their part. But um, with regards to like, you know, same sex, sexual attraction or whatever the fuck that's supposed to mean. Um, like, I don't, I don't know what a better term for that would be. Oh, 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 oh. So, okay. All right. So I'll, I'll continue my thing. Cause that's basically what's next. So oh, perfect. also, I mean, along with same sex sexual behavior, um, just homosexual behavior was in there, which I, I do think is better, but since it still has hmm. the, the homosexual in it, I really think that like a lot of, especially straight people are like, oh, so like two dudes fucking right gross like which of course is not what homosexual behavior refers to but that's the immediate thing um i I have no basis for this but i'm gonna go ahead and just lay the the blame for this at the foot of the victorians yet again i mean probably a lot of the sex stuff yeah Yeah. um so instead uh i mean a lot of this i'm just gonna say gay uh which i it I'm including like female same sex couples. If you're not using gay that way, I don't know, move into the 2020s. Um, and so, <laughs> uh, I, I also sometimes say same sex attraction, which I think like that seems so obvious to me, especially when you're talking about like, why would you say same sex sexual behavior when there's not sex going on? It's, it is same sex attraction. Yes. Yeah. So that, that anyway, makes a lot more sense to me too. Yeah. That's my fucking rant. I don't know why the focus is always on sex. The like and it's, and the the sex and reproduction focus especially is so heteronormative. I'm like, oh my god, there's so many other reasons aside from reproduction that I don't know, two penguins could want a couple off. Like I, um, we'll talk about the reproduction yeah. thing more. But that is the the words part. Um, And then, yeah, of course, if animals are not, you know, doing the nest building or the child raising, if they're like literally just fucking, then sure. Same sex sexual behavior. Sure. (laughs) But generally, same sex attraction. Okay, so. That is that point. Um, Now uh, I'm going to move on to just like. This is just a general discussion of the whole idea of same-sex attraction in animals um, and, you know, why we care about it. So not not to put you on the spot again, Maria, but why do you mm-hmm. think people are so interested in the idea of gay animals? 
Um, because, well, I mean, from, from my perspective, at least, it kind of helps reinforce the notion that, no, we're not just freaks of nature going against the will of God. We, yeah. we are not going to tear down the, the structure of mankind and lay low the very fabric of, of reality because right. it turns out other animals also can, you know, maybe not be into reproduction necessarily as the end goal. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> Which would have thought, right? God. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think I, I totally agree. I think that's why a lot of people are interested. Um, I I will also say, though, that, like, I I don't super love the arguments where non-human examples of being gay or transgender is, like, the argument for whether it's, quote-unquote, natural or not like gay and trans humans exist by themselves totally natural like you don't need like we are also part of the animal kingdom um and i think i mean i do i totally see because i fall into that same trap right so like Hmm. i love hearing about uh you know gay animals or like gay women in history because you're like yeah this isn't just like a, a disease or whatever but also like I I do just want to bring up that we shouldn't need any of that. Like, if you're just gay or you're just trans or any anything within any of that, like, it's it's natural because you are a natural person. Yeah. So, yeah, none of my discussion of gay animals is really going to be trying to legitimize being gay because being gay or trans is already legitimate. Yeah. Already fine. Already good. But we're still going to talk about it because gay animals are cute. So... Yeah. Um. <laughs> really, at the end of the day, that's the whole reason why this this episode is necessary. Because yeah, uh, yeah. Gay, gay penguins. Yeah, I mean <laughs> it's it's just cute, and I do you know as much as I don't think we need them to be like, oh, it's a natural thing. Like it is, it's still nice to have, right? <laughs> like yeah. I still, even though I don't need gay women in history to feel gay like it's still nice being like oh my god you were back then in your big floofy dress with another person either in a big floofy dress or not and oh it's just yeah makes me happy to hear about so that's that's why we're doing it that's fair yeah um that that is fair and valid yeah i think uh, you know as you just said like for a lot of other people it's like oh this is natural everyone does it and and that's that's also true so One of the other things that uh, I want, and and this, I almost did my first foray into like horrible people just to see what they're saying, but I got kind of angry even thinking about it. So something that a lot of people do that drives me insane, because I'm actually, I don't, I don't know that I would call myself an evolutionary biologist, but I'm very evolutionary biologist adjacent. And so when I hear people using evolution, oh, to try to justify things, oh boy. So um, there's some argument on whether exclusively engaging in same-sex sexual behavior in this case, because it's sex reproduction, um, Mm. is quote-unquote, evolutionarily advantageous. And even saying that, uh, yeah, oh boy. Um, 
Yeah. People, I mean, that's the thing. People love to talk about how being gay must, it has to be unnatural because you can't pass on your genes. So it's got to be some kind of recent perversion. Like it can't, it can't be real or you wouldn't exist. Right. Um, which is fucking ridiculous. And I guess I could, oh, I, I could do several episodes, I think on evolution and, and how it's used for horrible things. Um, but yeah, I mean, so it completely ignores the cases of of gay people we have throughout history for just a very superficial thing. Um, and I also just, because I'm so passionate about it, I just want to spend a second um, talking about how many ways there are for genes to be passed on, aside from having a child that is 50% of your genome. You do not have to... Uh, yeah, okay, so... Hmm. Right. For a second, let's step completely away from being gay. Um, No, I refuse. (laughs) Okay, yeah, no. Okay, personally, let's not. Yes. um, We'll we'll step away from talking about it for a second. Mm -hmm. Um, Or talking about only examples relating to it. So I can give you an example that you can give, like, your uh, angry old grandmother who wants to talk about how unnatural it is to be gay because you can't reproduce. So... Mm. Um, the example is women live past the age where they are able to reproduce. And I am, of course, talking about uterus having women in this case. So cis women obviously go through menopause and then live a lot longer after that. Yeah. And and for a long time, this was confusing because people were taking that view of like, well, you know, they can't have kids anymore. Why bother even existing? If you're not having children, you might as well die. <sighs> um, but now, now, I, I mean, I, I don't know how recently, maybe 10 or 20 years, Jesus, very recently, Um, There's this grandmother hypothesis, which I think is getting like more and more traction. People are hearing more about it. Um, It's pretty widely accepted. And it basically uh, says that women who aren't reproducing are still helping their genes survive by caring for genetically related family members. So there's whole there's essays, there's papers, there's probably even books now written on this about how. Uh, yeah, you know, having a grandmother, that is someone who can care for children. And in general, she will be caring for children that are genetically related to her. Um, not always. And obviously, you know, you care for adopted children, too. Mm. But like, that's how those genes get passed along. That's why it is advantageous to be alive, even when you're not reproducing. There's a million other reasons. Don't yeah. get me wrong. But that's one very simple, easy one. Please fuck off with the women are useless once they get old bullshit. Yeah. Um. So that, that back- that's cool because I I actually had not heard that laid out so oh, really? succinctly. Uh, I, like it makes perfect sense. Like like yeah. like after about like two seconds of introspection, it's like oh yeah yeah no that checks out. But I've never heard that theory before. Oh my um, god! I'm so I'm so glad to be yeah. Uh. Yeah. Reproduction is not the reason that you exist. Um, I mean, no, that part, obviously, like (laughs) that. that I mean, even from, I mean, uh, obviously from a philosophical perspective, but also just from a fucking scientific perspective. Um, so back to being gay. Um, you can stop holding your breath. Um, (laughs) there are also, you know, just 
many ways for genes to be passed on aside from having a child. Um, right. That, so, so one of the, the things I have a cute little example that I came up with in my head. Um, I can think of many ways that homosexuality might be evolutionarily beneficial if you want to try to make that fucking argument, which you shouldn't, especially not with me. I will rip you apart. Um, I'm not angry. I'm fine. Uh, (laughs) So yeah, these are just my own thoughts based on studying human evolution. This is something that I was just like thinking about and going, oh yeah, that's reasonable. That could be true, which is also how the grandmother hypothesis came about. Like, so Hmm. uh, unfortunately, because I, my example is like thinking of humans from 50,000 years ago, we obviously know not everything about them. Anyway, enough caveats. Let's fucking talk about ancient gay people. Um, Okay, so (laughs) ancient humans. um, Yeah, let's let's (laughs) imagine a gay couple 50,000 years ago. Please, like, close your eyes (laughs) and I'm going to I'm I'm going to give you a description. Um, (laughs) Okay, one of the women is fishing in a lake. She is hoping to catch her partner's favorite kind of fish. She's thinking about how pretty her partner looks, wearing this clay pigment she found to decorate her face and body. The other woman is sitting under a tree near the lake. She's using an antler to shape a stone into a blade. She is also hoping her partner catches her favorite fish, but she knows there is only so much that can be done to catch a certain kind of fish. So this this is our lovely 50,000 years ago ancient human gay couple. Um, and they're like, man, I would really like to have a baby. Um, and obviously there's no like in vitro fertilization or whatever. Um, Mm. so instead of just, uh, you know, happening to mate with whoever's around being gay, they decide they want to have a child. They select a man with whatever, you know, they think is nice. He's got like good muscles. He makes mm. amazing stone tools, you know, whatever. Um, yeah. One of them gets pregnant. They raise the child together as a lesbian couple, like with no. Yeah, technically there there was a man involved, but they're raising it. Yeah. As a gay couple. And also 50 percent of one of their genes is getting passed on. If they repeat this process several times, their genes are going to get passed on. Um, and obviously the same thing could happen with a gay couple. Um, mm. Or with a kid, oh my god, with a same-sex male couple, oh my god, I'm, like, revealing my own internal, internalized biases. Yes. <sighs> I mean, that that's not a bad thing. That's That can be yeah. a good thing, let's yeah, be honest. Yeah, that's true. I will, I will admit these uh, internalized biases. You can learn from them and also do better. So, I, I think what, um you know, and immediately, because I am a scientist, after that, I... Immediately was like, well, you know, I I feel like a lot of people could argue, and maybe it was true, we don't know, um, that maybe this beautiful gay couple would not know that babies are produced by a man and a woman having sex, uh, which is a whole fucking can of worms uh, I'm not going into right now, because uh, I think that (laughs) I believe that people knew that much you know uh anyway we're yeah that could be its whole own thing so yeah anyway <laughs> if you don't want to go down the slippery slope of innate knowledge right <laughs> um if you don't want to believe that they they knew how to get a child um 
Uh, I have another example. Uh, I'm going to put this in the show notes. Uh, there, I I do want to put a trigger warning, and I'll put in the the show notes um, exactly what part to skip. But if you don't want to hear a little bit about rape, then s- skip ahead, and I'll tell you how much in the show notes. Okay, so um, another example, and I've already spoiled it by giving my trigger warning, you know, so the couple from 50,000 years ago wants a child, but they, you know, they can't, they're trying everything. They're not sure why they're getting pregnant or not or whatever. Um, and because it's, uh, I, I'm not going to go into why, but so a man comes along and rapes one or both of them. And, you know, that's horrible. Um, and one of them winds up getting pregnant and they're like, oh my God, it's the child I've always wanted. So, and then in that way, also their genes are getting passed along. So, um, Mm. yeah, that's, that's just another way. And there's also just like, no, there's no reason why humans 50,000 years ago, or even humans now, if you think about it, are subscribing to whatever these fucking heteronormative cultural values or ideals are of only two people mating for life. Like maybe larger family groups were super common and they all have sex. And, you know, there's like a gay woman or a gay man in the group. Um, But, you know, they still have sex with the group because it's social bonding. It's whatever, you know, you just something you you do. Um, And then once again, your genes are getting passed along. Someone's going to get pregnant and have a child. Um, you, also family groups that are, you know, one man and several women, and maybe some of those women are gay or one woman, several men, some of those mm-hmm. men are gay. Yeah. So there's, I mean, this was, I spent five minutes just like, oh, what could I come up with? And then this was getting too long. So I was like, okay, that's all the examples we're going to do. But like, there's so many ways that if you mm. want to say, oh, your genes aren't getting passed along. Yeah. Yes, they fucking are. And also, there's so many problems with you framing it in that way or or saying that there's genes. But uh, there's a few things for you to think about um, next time someone <laughs> wants to make some kind of evolutionarily advantageous argument. Um, it's mm. bullshit. Please don't yeah. give them my contact information because I will scream at them. Um, okay. <laughs> That's a real, that is a real threat, too. Yeah, I, um, yeah, I... As a uh, person who has to edit this, believe me, <laughs> that's a real threat. It's true. I <laughs> I am a very loud person. It's, I, I accept it. So uh, back to the issue of animals, um, because that's, that's what we're, we're here yes. for, right? 20 um, minutes in, yes. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, I'm not doing anything to help with that either. No, no, <laughs> it's okay. Because like, I actually thought this was going to take longer. So when you said 20 minutes, I was like, oh, good. That's not bad at all. <laughs> Um, so even, I guess, even if go, going back basically to the, the argument of like, oh, our, you know, is gayness natural? We better prove that it's an animal's kind of argument. Even if we didn't have any evidence yet. I mean, we have, which we do, we do have lots of evidence, but you know, just coming from the arguing point that we don't, or that you don't believe any of the evidence we have yet. Um, We have so little information about what animals actually do in the wild. 
um, that I would still bet on same-sex attraction existing in quote-unquote nature, by which people usually mean non-humans. Mm. Um, I mean, it's the same thing as like, <laughs> you know, it's real ridiculous to say oh definitely aliens don't exist we would have found them yet like do you know how big <laughs> space is it's very big and we definitely haven't yeah um so yeah there's no we we simply i think we're finally getting to the technology where we can start uh studying animals um without human interference but like most of what we know about animals is either in captivity or like they know you're there like jane goodall you know <laughs> yeah they knew you were there um so yeah even if you don't believe current evidence i i'm basically just like giving a million like little petty arguments that i was having in my head with this like hypothetical shitty person that was saying all these shitty homophobic things um mm -hmm. And because this podcast is half mine, you have to listen to it. <laughs> Actually, you don't. You could just like, you could stop listening. I guess that's don't also an option. That. Yes. That's, there's cute gay penguins coming up. Just yeah, come sit on. through it. You'll get to the cute. That's the like carrot at the end of this stick of <laughs> me being mad about homophobia. Um, so, I mean, I also am, and this, I will be short about it because it could also be its own episode do animals even have a concept of gender like it's unlikely it's at all like humans we don't even know how other human beings outside our own cultural group understand gender like it's pretty unreasonable to think that we as humans uh understand how how animals view gender or themselves which is kind of getting back to what you said in like the very beginning like anthropomorphizing happens a lot and i think i'm we're coming up to the point where i have to say that word a lot more so hopefully i don't fuck it up <laughs> um so i mean but i do think so i want to point out that it's like totally fine if you once like completely bought into um i guess the quote-unquote science of of gay animals like i when i was fairly young i was blown away by reading about how you can induce monogamy in voles which are like the cutest they're like they're like i don't know they're very cute do you maria do you know what a vole is i do okay um, can you describe I'm, a vole better than I'm, me I'm, I'm I'm sorry. I'm 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 still kind of hung up on on the phrase induced mole monogamy or mole <laughs> monogamy which god there's a steam name there uh, <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's amazing in like so many ways and i feel like yeah. i could do a whole episode on just the proof behind that and like the way that it was just a chemical reaction and this led to like a very cynical high school view of like well love is just a bunch of chemicals and you can blah 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 and yeah all, all of that yeah <laughs> that but, sounds like something i wrote for the high school paper <clears throat> yeah right that's yeah that's, yeah um but what is a vol? What is a vole? They're like uh, cute, I, furry. I mean, they 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 look like they look like the the like uh, the compromise between a, a hamster and a gerbil. Um, uh, yeah, I guess that's. They're, but like they're field cuter. mice. They're field mice. Yeah, and yeah, they're the, cuter than yeah. either of them. They're like just Google vole. I don't know. You probably <laughs> you probably make sure you Google spell vole. that right. V o l e. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The other the there is a very close sounding phenom there that is totally different and you know i'm not gonna kink shame but i mean 
not everyone's ready for that. <laughs> oh my god. Yes. Yeah. V. Sorry. V O L E. Yes. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, I I do think it's very easy to buy into this anthropomorphizing of animals. And like you said, with your cats, and of course I do that with my pets. And like, even, you know, I go to evolutionary biology seminars and people, uh, you know, we'll talk about like social monkeys. Um, <clears throat> and they, there's also like, and me sitting back from a distance, I'm like, Oh, that's anthropomorphizing. Like, mm, no, nah, not so mm. good, but it's, it's very common. It's a common, totally normal thing to do. Um, but I think when we're trying to evaluate whether or not gayness or transness actually exists in an animal, we should take a step back and look at actual data. Um, when we're just, you know, talking to our cat, totally fine. Yeah, just <laughs> the cat totally understands the world in the same way you do. Yes. Um, <clears throat> okay, so given all of that anger and whatnot, why would I even bother to say that, like, this could become a series? Um, and I think the number one reason is uh, same-sex attraction is super cute. Like, <laughs> that's, that um, is a thing. And it might make some people feel good. It might make some people feel more natural or gayness is natural. Um, mm. And, like, even with all my caveats I just gave about my about how we perceive gender or how gender happens in non-humans like i do think it is possible that in whatever way an animal itself actually perceives gender and sexual orientation i think that there are animals that would consider themselves gay like i i do i have literally no evidence aside from my knowing that uh being gay and being trans is natural because humans are so why would other animals not be especially social animals like yeah so that's that is not facts that is one person's opinion it's a natural thing i don't see why other animals would not but yeah when we talk just about just just for clarification's sake when you say social animals can you kind of give me an idea of what would make an animal a social animal as opposed to i guess a solitary or a social oh, animal sure, i don't sure. know what the so right terminology is here yeah, I don't, I guess I'm thinking about any animal that has, like, a lot of group interaction, um, or even just, you know, small interactions with other animals, so mm -hmm. I guess I would, well, I'm trying to think of something I would exclude, um, I don't know, maybe, like, a giant squid, like, do, or giant, we don't know anything about them, that's not a good example. Um, but I, I would, so I, social animals actually probably has a technical definition that is something like, you know, building community structure that would only apply to monkeys. So thank you for mm -hmm. making me clarify, because I am referring way more broadly to just animals that exist around others of their kind and interact in some sort of autonomous way. Like, I don't know that I would call bees social animals because they're it seems like the evidence is that like they're they don't really interact based on their own personal preferences or whatever um mm. but i would call maybe i don't know like prairie dogs like prairie dogs are a community um yeah i would call them social animals um that are not you know i i don't want to just do the oh well bonobos thing or uh, chimps because they're close to us like i think yeah. animals 
that are much more distantly evolutionarily related to us also likely some of those are gay or trans i by whatever their own metric is mm. um <laughs> but that's that's my own fanciful thing um okay so i also think that this is important and could fit into just like talking about um like recent news that comes up because oh examples of gay animals are used for so many things so many biases a ridiculous amount of accompanying interpretation um that are used either like for against or whatever a variety of sexual and gender identities so i was also thinking that like this would just be a series where we could discuss those things um sort of get down to the bottom of what is true or what is false strip away the like um world view and whatever although i'm already like at least i am explicitly telling you my bias i am <laughs> obviously yeah. uh yeah i'm obviously biased but i'm just telling you up front that's what it is and i'm still i'm still trying to get to just the facts um but i i have a whole hour and a half long rant on why biases aren't bad should be embraced as long as they're in the open and what we can actually use them for but that's not here yeah no i t- i totally agree like there's a lot of if you embrace the bias, you just say you have it. And then if it's a, a bad bias, um, which I don't think I'm fine with being biased that everything mm-hmm. is gay. Um, and I don't care if you disagree. <laughs> fuck you. Um, yes. But like some biases obviously are bad and should be worked on, but they should mm-hmm. still just be openly admitted. Yeah, totally agree. Yes. Totally could go on a rant also. Uh, okay, so um, the if if this does become a series, it might wind up sort of being more of a discussion of like the human tendency to anthropomorphize animals, um, and the ways that we can understand what we perceive as same-sex attraction in non-humans, what we can use as evidence to build those ideas, um, et cetera, et cetera. What time is it? It is time to talk about gay penguins. Yes. <laughs> okay. So, all right. Um, are you ready? Are you excited? We got, oh, we absolutely. got to the, the part with the animals now. <laughs> yes. Okay. So when um, Maria and I were discussing episode topics, um, she said, gay animals, you know, like penguins. <laughs> I yeah, like, I, yeah, verbatim. Yeah. Yeah, literally. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think it's interesting that a lot of people really do. And it, it is likely like a, a, a generation also, like, because I think we all sort of heard about gay penguins. And so that's the first thing that comes to mind for a lot of people. Um, for me, the first time I heard about gay animals, uh, it was female dolphins having sex. So I've always like thought of dolphins as like, that's the that's the gay animal. Dolphins are, uh, you know, okay. <laughs> dolphins are super gay. Then that's yeah, that's the first thing I think of. So I'm like, I'm pretty interested, actually, to know what animal other people first heard of as gay or like uh, what animal they think of most when they're like, oh, yeah, gay animal. Um, So I don't know if you want to mm. tell me contact info in the show notes. I- I'd love to hear it. So, Same, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think there's something to be said and or unpacked there 
a lot of what I'm talking about, I mean, there's like supplemental other references, but a lot of what the rest of the episode. Oh, that's my cat. Uh, She's sneezing. Did you did you hear her? Yes, I can hear her and it's adorable. (laughs) Yeah, she just came down to sit on me. She has she has upper respiratory problems. So she's just (laughs) she's a sneezy cat. Okay. I'm not so, editing that out. That's yeah. going in there. No, it's, um, it's fine. And if any of you in the audience have a problem with it, um, too bad. Yeah, please, please listen to my cat sneeze. I'm not doing anything about it. She's the best. Yes. Um, okay, so a lot of the rest of this uh, episode um, is based on me reading this essay um, in, I, I don't know what to call it. It's a book, but it's more like a collection of articles or essays. Um, called Gender and the Science of Difference uh, by Jill A. Fisher. Um, The particular article is by Case Milla Ebeling and Bonnie B. Spanier. Thanks. Thanks for writing that. Um, It was very educational. And now I'm going to pass along some of that knowledge. So (sighs) penguins being gay generates so much controversy. Um, And I think that is one of the reasons it becomes such a big headline. Like, I don't think big news media outlets want to be like, oh my god, gay people, look how natural and normal you are. I think they want to, like, generate clicks and whatever. Yeah. Um. So... I, capitalism. Yeah. I, it, <sighs> it was pretty hard to... Like, I couldn't find any primary source on, like, captive gay penguins. Like, I couldn't find any zookeepers publishing daily entries of penguin behavior or whatever which mm-hmm. would be ideal because yeah. what actually i have is quotes from the zookeepers that can be found um and i used ones from you know it, it wasn't just i don't know some shitty random like it was reputable news sources like the new york times where i can reasonably expect they are quoting the person accurately and they would get called out on it if they weren't Right. Um, And that's the closest I can get to observational data. But of course, those articles are, yeah, with all these biases and interpretations attached. So, um, yeah, it it would be better uh, if we just had facts. Um, Just tell me what the behaviors are and what is typical for the species. Um, I do want to say that one of my uh, one of the most amazing quotes in it any of the very many, many articles that I read, um, there was a zookeeper that called her zoo's gay couple, quote, the power couple of the colony. (laughs) Which is, like, the most, oh, oh boy, the most anthropomorphizing thing I've ever heard. Um, But also, you love to see it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, So, uh... Right. From from the quotes that I took stripped of their interpretation, um, direct from what the zookeepers said, um, specifically the Central Park penguin zookeepers, um, who in this case are talking about Roy and Silo, who are two of the most famous penguins. I don't maybe people I don't Maria, have you heard of Roy and Silo? Um, I've I've heard the name rung a bell, let's put it that way. The name oh, rung okay. a bell, but I'm still going to Google uh, a picture because gay penguins. <laughs> yeah, I think there are. There's like definitely pictures of them nuzzling and being adorable. So yes. 
Roy and Silo um, are the two gay penguins that had the baby Tango, and there were two books with Tango that we'll talk about. Um, Mm. But uh, so the the zookeepers saw Roy and Silo engaging in what they call typical penguin mating behaviors. So they were doing things like entwining their necks, greeting and calling to each other. Um, And in reading further... Uh, when, when I initially made notes on that, I was like, oh, that's cute. That's good. But actually in penguins, greeting and calling to each other is a huge deal. That is a bonded penguin pair because Mm. they only start learning the other penguins call when, when they actually bond, um, because that you want to be able to find them again. Um, so the fact that these penguins, um, yeah, are are calling to each other. It's yeah, it's important. It's like, oh boy, do I want to try to do this just like off the cuff? It's like you know, learning someone's name and birthday and like their parents' names and their pets' names and likes and dislikes. It's uh, you know, you're invested at that point. You know, if yes. you want to put in that effort to learn that shit, yeah, that's a penguin call. Okay. I, I like how I like how we spend like 30 minutes talking about the dangers of like, you know, imposing human traits upon <laughs> animals and then immediately yeah. it's like, you know, it's just like yeah. when humans. Yeah. Well, I think it's more relatable that way and also I put yeah. in all those caveats so I can do this now because like I said, I'm going to keep doing it. It's cute and I like yes. it. <laughs> so, I know. I know what I'm doing and I'm fine with it. Um, okay. So, right, in 20 their next so cute. Um and then Super tellingly and possibly most famously, they also built a nest and they tried to incubate a rock together, which like, I mean, yeah, how, how does that make you feel, Maria? I mean, it's it's fucking adorable. There's there's no other way to put it. It's just it's straight fucking adorable. Well, it's not straight fucking adorable. It's, the other one. <laughs> it's, it's gay but fucking adorable. That's right. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I actually I remember this. Now, now that like all of this is being brought back up, it's come back to the forefront of my mind. I remember because this is from like real late in my high school yep. Um, yep. career, which congratulations, everyone now knows how old I am. Uh, <laughs> That's not a big deal. Yeah, it's fine. But I I remember this big old controversy and you're like, oh, yeah, well, they're stealing rocks and not stealing rocks, but they're like using rocks as surrogate eggs and, and trying to steal the eggs of other people or other people other penguins in the enclosure and things like that and it became this huge whole fucking kerfluffle because you know you got the conservative right doing the normal <laughs> dumb shit that they do um sorry if you're conservative <laughs> and listening to this representation. Um, um, you should re- you should reevaluate your politics and see whether or not they are actually based on uh, you know justice and equality and all that other shit you pretend. But that's completely different. Sorry, there's uh, <laughs> my soapbox. No problem. This is fifty percent yours. So you can fifty percent say whatever you want. No, we'll save we'll save the uh, the tongue lashings for them for for the episode on the Institute for Sexual Efficiency uh, because boy howdy have I got Very a exciting. fucking axe to grind on that one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I know. I'm definitely getting that sense. I'm excited for that episode. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway. So, yeah. Yeah. I just, I remember it being like this big whole fucking controversy because someone had the audacity to make a children's book about this thing happening in real time that is documented. Um, because I'm I, about to oh, talk fuck, about that. That's the next thing. How do you always do that? You always like then get on to the next thing that I'm about to say. It's great. It's <laughs> wonderful. You're right on my wavelength. Awesome. Um, so the good news is, is that the zookeeper saw them trying to incubate an egg, 
um, that was a rock. And they gave Roy and Silo uh, an extra egg from another pair, um, which Roy and Silo, as you already know, uh, incubated, successfully hatched that penguin. Daughter got named Tango because it takes two to tango. Oh, is that where that came from? That's 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 cute. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so see, this is yeah. It's it's so cute. This is why we're talking about it. So um, <laughs> back into the seriousness of homophobia. Mm. Um, there. So someone, as you said, wrote this children's book uh, about these gay penguins, um, and it was called "And Tango Makes Three. Uh, um, and of course, of course, it was controversial, um, giving yet another example of how strongly homophobic America is. So, yeah, many parents are doing like a bunch of hand wringing over their children, reading about a happy gay family, mm. even though it's in penguins. Um, and, and when the book was published, it was top of the list that year for complaints about content, quote, and inappropriateness quote mm. um let me cite that from the american library association that is true that is a fact <sighs> so obviously these arguments are inane super homophobic and mm. like just there was this wide acceptance and praise for fucking happy feet which is also about a happy penguin family but they're straight so it's okay like it is basically mm. the same idea of like it's just like another happy penguin family um but it's not inappropriate because they're straight penguins and yeah yeah i'll just move on so as not i mean yeah mm, mm, okay which yeah, yeah. the sexualizing they're of gay people okay i'll just okay now i'll move on yeah Okay, so we're, we're, we're just planting little <laughs> seeds for the future episodes as yeah. we go along. Don't yeah. mind us. <laughs> so, um, okay, just one, one. <laughs> I mean, it really is. It's straight people that are talking about sex all the time and who are being weird and invasive about like how gay people or trans people have sex and like why, why. And uh, I think, I think some of the root, like I said, is like it was first homosexuality and you know straight people don't think of themselves as heterosexuals so it had sex in it and now all they can do is think about how homosexuality is inappropriate because it's clearly all about sex which is fucking not if you're no no one listening to that this better be thinking that because obviously no all right so i'm gonna end with a bunch of very cute examples of gay penguins <laughs> Because I think that's what everyone came here for. And surprise, yes. we're just going to do that for a little bit at the end. Um, so, we deserve a palate cleanser. Well, also just like a nice way to end. Like, yeah. it's just cute. So when Roy and Silo were making big news, uh, as you said, like a decade ago, it was, oh, God, no, it's 2020. Um, it was yeah. like 2006. So 14 years ago. <sighs> um, <laughs> there were... I mean, there were then and there are now many, many other examples of same-sex penguins. So when Roy and Silo were making news, um, the head zookeeper also pointed out that there were four other same-sex penguin pairs at the same time um, at their zoo. 
Um, there's also a more recent example that I, I found that you might have heard about. Um, the Sydney Aquarium in Australia. Uh, Sven? Sven and magic. Um, and the cute detail about Sven and magic is they built a shared nest. Okay, fine, yeah. But the nest had more stones than any other penguin pair in their enclosure. And I don't know what that means, but I'm going to interpret it as them really wanting a child and being super ready to care for one. Yes. It might just mean that they really liked rocks, but I have a gay I, bias. <laughs> I, I I am perfectly fine just chalking it up to some penguins are just super fucking extra like that. Yeah. And that's okay. And of of course, it's the gay penguins. Oh, hmm. Uh, hmm. yeah, that part. Eh, yeah, mean, we can unpack that later. You started it. Like I did. I absolutely did. <laughs> like, um, uh, anyway. I did it. I'm, uh, and my basis is that you know, um, we just we we have more joie de vivre, if you will, and that's why we were like this. <laughs> just really excited about nest building. Um, yes. So they also uh, successfully hatched an egg in 2018. Um. I also quickly want to say that, like, <laughs> I I didn't find anything about the Australian or the New York penguins actually trying to steal eggs like you brought up. But, like, <laughs> there is an example. There were two male penguins paired off at a Dutch zoo that were so they actually successfully stole an egg um, <laughs> that they then incubated, um, which <laughs> I mean, again, you can anthropomorphize a lot, but like. Yeah. So Yeah. I guess the the takeaway from that the the takeaway that I'm going to take from that, a lot of other people can, you know, please have your own interpretation in place before I give mine from that fact. Um was basically just like they really wanted to be a typical penguin couple, like they wanted to do the baby raising and they were like this isn't working, this isn't working. We have to do something. Let's just take this egg. Um yes. which would have been like also like the way that um Roy and Silo got their egg was the zookeepers just picked an extra egg from another couple. So I don't think there's there's nothing inherently wrong about taking an egg that another couple couldn't hatch, but I'm betting that the Dutch penguins just like stole whatever egg was available. I don't think that they mm -hmm. were choosy about it. Um okay, so let's uh, talk about a non-captivity example, because, of course, there's going to be mm -hmm. major differences. So I found a study that was following king penguins on an Antarctic island. Um, they, uh, it was a study that they did one year, and then two years later, they came back for some follow-up stuff. So in the first year, they saw 53 courting pairs, um, which is distinguished from bonding. These are like courting pairs are like the penguins that are trying to decide whether or not they're going to like learn this other penguins call and have a baby together. So they're, they're mm. still courting, they're courting pairs. Um, yeah. But out of the 53 courting pairs, 15 were same sex, 14 male couples and one female couple, which I thought was nice. Cause obviously we've, been talking mostly about gay male penguins which apparently yes. from what i've read seems to be the more common thing but also mm. is that just what we're observing more i don't know um and yeah. i i was actually about to ask you about that so thank you yeah i'm not i'm not really sure i don't have a good answer for that yet um and there's actually so um 
there was a uh, an argument that like penguins are maybe just randomly mating. So if you have more males, um, then you're just going to wind up with penguins randomly mating up and being males. Um, the argument was basically that like penguins couldn't tell whether another penguin was male or female or uh, the proper sex for uh, hatching an egg with. Um, and so this, this study actually did test um, that theory and there are far fewer same sex pairs than would be expected from random mating. Like it was very easy to disprove this. So there's definitely mm. some choosing going on. Um, it's, it's not random because if it was random, we'd actually have more gay penguins. Ha. <laughs> okay. So, um, I wish it was random. Yeah. Um, uh, out of, okay. So, so then in the, the follow up two years later, um, the researchers were like, oh, well, we only checked out courting pairs the first time. Let's check out actual bonded couples. Um, and the way they're defining bonded, are uh, couples that have actually learned each other's calls. Um, mm -hmm. So in that study, they found 75 bonded penguin couples total, one male couple and one female couple, um, which was very cute. Um, and also because I had read, so uh, I read a lot of news articles, which is, I don't, mm, which is hard for me because I know that they're very interpretive and whatever, especially for stuff like this. Um, and hmm. I really like pointing out this fact, the, you know, there's 75 bonded penguin couples. One of them is all male. Another one of them is all female. Um, because in every news article that I read, the journalist reported that there were two couples that learned that, that bonded. True, true. But the news, depending on the article, either reported it as two male couples or even less accurately, two male penguins for one couple. So <laughs> they had clearly just read the summary, didn't bother to dig into the paper. Whereas when I, because because in the little, the paper summary, it does just say two couples, which means that the journalists were just like, oh, well, I mean, they obviously mean two male couples, right? Whereas I immediately mm. was like, oh, maybe the bonded ones are the female ones. <laughs> like I had to dig in and check. Um... So yeah, I'm I'm officially more accurate than so many journalists. So mm. many journalists. Please note that down. That I'm putting that on my CV. Um, I think that's reasonable. Yeah. Um, more accurate than than the Wall Street Journal. Right. Oh, that's hmm. good. Yeah, that's even a good. It's on my business card. Um. Okay. So. Ooh. For the sake of accuracy, I do have to let you down. I know, I know. Mm -hmm. uh, I do have to let you down and say that that those two bonded couples, the one male-male couple, the one female-female couple, um, the researchers came back later in the season um, and they had switched partners and were rearing an egg. Um, but, I mean, once again, how how do I interpret that? I don't know. You know, I feel like... If we, I feel like I want to anthropomorphize it and be like the two gay lady penguins were like, oh, I really want a kid. And they were like, fuck, we're not making a kid. All right, let's, you know, we'll just, it's fine. We'll just <laughs> go do this and we'll meet up next year and, and bond again. But like, you know, gotta have babies. See, in my brain, in my brain, I'm just chanting bisexual birds, <laughs> bisexual birds over and over and over again. Oh my, see, that could also, so I think that that is, 
Um, and once again, I have very limited evidence and no sources to cite, but I do think that bisexuality is probably the most common um, phenomenon in, in animal kingdoms. Like, I, I think, mm. you know, there's there's pretty good evidence that some of them are gay, but I think bisexual is way more common. And I also think that that very easily explains the whole gene idea, although, oh boy, I don't even want to say that because I don't think that bisexual is some intermediate, you know, there's social implications for being like, oh, mm. well, bisexual is like this other form of gay. So like, you know, it's all the same gay gene or whatever. And there's a lot to, yeah, right. There's a lot to pull out of that. I want to say right now, though, that I don't think that bisexual is, it is its own standalone thing. And we have yes. no idea what genes control anything. So don't make a fucking genetic argument about it. Yes. But yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> Unexpected rant. Um, all right. So very, very last, save the best example for last. Um, there is an Irish aquarium that has 14 Gen 2 penguins, eight of which are in same-sex couples. There are two male nice. couples and two female couples. So they actually nice. have more gay penguins than not gay penguins. Um, and, uh, the, the very last thing, I have a quote from the aquarium senior penguin keeper that says, quote, lesbian females will waddle over to males and do what needs to be done when they feel broody and raise their chick with a female partner. I know! How about that? I love it. 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 So, Yeah. <laughs> That's that's it. Um, there are a few books on homosexual and trans animals. Um, they give lots of examples, tons of discussion, like I did in like the first part of the episode. I have barely even touched them. So if you want to hear more like this or have specific questions about anything, please let me know. Contact information in the show notes. Um, uh, we'd love to hear from you. Cool. Uh, all right. Well, I think that was that was that was fun. I enjoyed that. Um, yeah. I uh, yeah. No. Please, please, by all means, reach out to us. Let us know what you thought, and uh, ask us all about gay penguins and whatever. Because you know, hey, who doesn't want to hear about gay penguins and I stuff know. like that? There's it's it good just, shit. It's good shit. Yeah. It's good shit. Warms my heart. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um. Well, I think that's the show. So, uh, thank you for listening, and we will. See y'all, or not see y'all. <laughs> Hear y'all next time. You know what I, you yeah, know what I mean. You, you will listen to us next time as well. Yes, you will listen. <laughs> we'll be, you will listen. Oh my Damn god. It. Okay, all right. Okay, <laughs> all right, bye. We should, everyone. We should get this off. Bye. <laughs>